I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it as a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest. Be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any at any time you have, you need to get a gift for someone. Like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have, you do have Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays that you can go for. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's the Sick Little Creations. And you can find that on Redbubble, and also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Droopy and Harmony, a podcast all about music. Today, it's Wednesday of Grammy Week, and we're going to be talking about a few categories that I think will be a lot of fun, especially some of the awards in them will be really interesting to watch. Uh, before we get started, I have a Facebook page called Groupie and Harmony. Give that a like. You can get any updates or new episode releases for our this podcast and you can also get any updates about the music blog feeling groupy also make sure you like the facebook page for my basketball blog is baller trademarked yet and be sure to check both of those blogs out now for today uh for uh grammy week work today we're going to be discussing uh first music for visual media then r&b and then rap uh and just as a recap, in case anybody's just joining in, apologies if you've been listening for the past few episodes and this is a bit redundant for you, but in case you haven't been, basically what we do here for Grammy Week with Groupie and Harmony is I go through a bunch of the different categories, not every category because there are categories that I'm not an expert in by any means, uh, and then I choose some of the awards in that category, or somewhere between some and all the awards in that category, and then just make predictions about who I think will be the winner. I have also something that I started doing my first year doing this is uh, I had my one to watch that I kind of just did spontaneously for each of the awards. Um, I'm also going to be doing that, and for the first time year ever, the one to watch isn't necessarily the runner-up. In fact, yesterday, for yesterday's, I actually had one award where the one I think is least likely to win was actually the one to watch. So I think that makes it a bit more exciting. Now, um, we'll start out with music for visual media. Uh, there are three awards I'm going to be discussing in that one. Uh, the first of those awards is Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. Uh, the nominees for that one. And um, uh, actually, before I even say the nominees, uh, one quick thing that's... Uh, in general, and one quick thing related to this award. Um, in general, the uh, uh, when I'm going to be saying the artist, uh, when I say the artists for it, uh, for a release, I'm if that's not necessarily the people that are nominated. For instance, in this case, uh, you also have like uh, different producers, music supervisors who are also declared eligible for it. For uh, but for the ease of uh speaking sake, I'm only going to be saying the recording artist at any given time, uh, with the exception of one of 
one award coming up soon where I'll be discussing the composer for it. So, uh, and then specifically for this award, unless stated otherwise, the soundtrack is con is uh, attributed to various artists as the listed artist. So the nominees for uh, Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. Cruella, Dear Evan Hansen, In the Heights, One Night in Miami, which is credited to Leslie Odom Jr. and various artists. Respect, which is credited to Jennifer Hudson. Uh, Shmagadun, Episode 1, and The United States versus Billie Holiday, which is credited to Andrew Day. Yeah, this one is, I think this one could be an interesting one. Um, because there were, a, like, normally it's not surprising to see, like, a musical win this one, but Dearborn Hansen was a critic, was massive critical dud, and then In the Heights, a lot of people seemed to be let down by. Uh, one Night in Miami, a lot, there weren't, it didn't seem like Eddie, very few, it seemed like very few people were talking about it. Cruella seemed, didn't seem like to get a ton of attention. Um, Shmagadun, I don't think anyone's talking about it at all. Um, which then at that point, that really leaves uh, respect in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Which I don't I think that even then, neither of those films were necessarily critically acclaimed, though the music was praised. I'm going to predict that uh, respect will win this one. I think that because uh, I think Jennifer Hudson is a uh, more notable face and more Grammy known face than Andrew Andrew Day, Andrew Day, and also I think that respect got more uh attention than the United States versus Billy Holiday, and also I think it did, the music did get a little bit more praise. Uh, the one to watch isn't the United States versus Billy Holiday. It's actually Dear Evan Hansen, because I'm wondering how what we could see for a film that was critically panned. But the soundtrack and the music received praise. That is a but that is adapted from a like a an acclaimed musical that was like an instant hit. I'm curious to see how that pans out because um, if because that, I mean that makes I don't know how the voters will react in that way. So it is entirely possible in that regard that it winds up winning, but. I don't think it's especially likely. Ultimately, I think my prediction is respect. The next uh, award is best score soundtrack for visual media. The nominees for this one are Bridgerton, a uh, composer is Chris Bowers. Dune, the composer is Hans Zimmer. The Mandalorian season two, volume two, uh, volumes two or volume two, chapters thirteen through sixteen. Uh, Ludwig Göransson was the composer. The Queen's Gambit, who was, which was composed by Carlos Rafael Rivera, and Soul, which was composed by John Batiste, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross. Can I just say, I do, it does crack me up a little bit. You get John Batiste and not effectively, and the members of Nine Inch Nails co-composing that. I love that. Um, and if you're wondering, for instance, why you have like a film that it was nominated for Best Picture this year, and a at the Oscars, and then a film that was nominated for Oscars last year, all in the same Grammy nomination. That's because, uh, with the eligibility period for the Grammys, uh, 
this year in particular, the eligibility period was from September 2020 through September 2021. Normally it would be 12 months, but I think they're, but it sounds like they're changing. It looks like they're going to be changing it so that uh, it includes more stuff of the year that the Grammy is meant to represent, which I am absolutely in favor for. Uh, that said, now um, I think that the one that feels really safe for me to go with and will be my prediction is soul even though realistically i could see any of them winning uh all of them were from what i've heard with them all their all the soundtracks received praise for them and from what i've heard were good ones um i think that soul just received enough praise for it it was a beloved film across the board it seemed like uh and i think that will do it that said, the one to watch is the one that I think is the runner-up and the biggest competitor for that, Dune. Uh, Dune also uh, is one that I actually think... I'm looking this up now, but I think that uh, both awards won um, at their respective Oscars. I'm checking that out now, though, before... Yeah, Dune won Best Original Score this year. Uh, and then... I think Soul won it last year, but I'm just quickly checking. Yeah, Soul won it last year, so that's a fun combination there. You get the you get last year's winner versus this year's winner, um, which is big reason to watch it. And also, Hans Zimmer, I think, definitely will play a role in that. Um, but I'm going with Soul, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is Dune instead. But I would. I feel like any of these are deserved, though, so I wouldn't be mad about any of these personally. <laughs> And uh, the last award in this category is Best Song Written for Visual Media. The nominees for this one are Agatha All Long uh, from WandaVision, uh, which was, uh, and actually, I'm, yeah, I will say, who the, actually, there's a bunch of performers, I'll say the performers for this one. Uh, performers for this one were Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez featuring Catherine, uh, Catherine Hine, Eric Bradley, Greg Whipple, Jasper Randall, and Gerald White. All Eyes on Me from Bo Burnham Inside, performed by Bo Burnham. All I Know So Far uh, from Pink, All I Know So Far, performed by Pink. Uh, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, performed by her. Here I Am, Singing My Way Home from Respect, performed by Jennifer Hudson. And Speak Now from One Night in Miami, performed by Leslie Odom Jr. I think the one to watch, and I mean not the one to watch, excuse me, the one that I think will win is fight for you um that one is one that i was ex uh, that i had expected would actually wind up be and uh be the submission for a uh, song of the year and record of the year which uh it did and it wound up getting nominated for a song of the year um and uh there is a chance that, that one could actually win as well um but we'll get to that one more in depth when we get there um so i think that one feels like a pretty good bet to win this category uh the one to watch i'm gonna go with all eyes on me and um the reason i think this one is interesting to watch is because the film itself was so successful the soundtrack was so successful that song was incredibly successful as well so i'm wondering if uh people might who wouldn't who like aren't necessarily experts in this category who voted that might see that and say yeah, that was the one that a lot of people talked about. Let's vote for that. Um, this one is interesting, though, because I think that this is just a really wacky combination of songs that um, 
I, uh, or, you know, wacky combination, but probably more interesting combination is a better way to put it, actually. Because it's fairly standard, but it's just an interesting combination. I find it really interesting looking at all of them. Um, so, I mean, realistically, I mean, a lot of these songs do have a really good shot. Um, there are certain ones I might be surprised by. Like, I'd be a little bit surprised by All I Know So Far and a little bit less surprised by Agatha all along. But the other four, I, if they want to be like, okay. But that said, I seriously predict Fight For You by her will be the winner in this one. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next category, which we'll do R&B next. Um, there are five awards I'll be discussing in this one. The first one is Best R&B Performance. The nominees for this one are Lost You by Snow Allegra, Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar, Damage by Her, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, and Pick Your Feelings Up by Jasmine Sullivan. I th I think any of these could win it. I think the least likely is Snow Allegra. Um, even though I think it's interesting how she suddenly exploded when like I a while ago I had I I just I think it was like close to ten years ago now. I had randomly gotten this, I found, came across the song by her. Um, I think it was like free on Google Play or something like that. And I'm like, wow, she's really good. Too bad she, too bad like she isn't that pop. She no, not a lot of people know her. And now suddenly, in the last year, it's like, bam! I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess this was what I had hoped for for her. Um, I, I'm probably gonna predict leave the door open for this one. Um. I, I mean, I, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack have been extremely popular at the Grammys, and that combination together, the both the album received that was on received acclaim, as did the song. This song, Leave the Door Open, and it was like basically the only two things that I, the only two moments at last year's Grammys that I think were talked about more were like. The performance of WAP because uh, because people are going insane with how sexual it was, and then possibly the performance of um, the bigger picture because there were a lot of conservatives who were uh, in uproar about about the performance. So I'm, I I mean in terms of an actual performance, people just discussing like the song itself. This was the one that got I think got the most hype, and it, the hype continued after. Um, after the Grammys, so I think this one will win. The one to watch is the one that I think is that I have second most likely, even though I mean, <laughs> really any of them have a shot. Um, and that's Peaches, because last year, Justin Bieber got annoyed when all of his when um everything from his release last year was considered pop because he said he thought the album last year was R and B and that all the songs on it were R and B, and he it was sounded like he actually submitted it for the R&B categories, but they can, the Grammys are allowed to reclassify if they think that it's, uh, if they think there's a category that uh, fits better into, which in general, I'm okay with Although this year. They had a couple that I, a few that I questioned, such as Randy Carlisle or Casey Musgraves being moved to pop, but that's beside the point. Um, so I'm wondering if he thinks that there's a, if the, his team thinks that there's a chance that, he could be more likely to win it here. And there are years where this that one would be a no-brainer. This year, I don't think that's the case. This year, I think it's really... This year is a really competitive field. 
I think ultimately leave the door open. We'll win this one. Next up is Best Traditional R&B Performance. The nominees for this one are I Need You by John Batiste, Bring It On Home To Me by BJ the Chicago Kid, PJ Morton, and Kenyon Dixon featuring Charlie Burrell, Born Again by Leon Bridges featuring Robert Glasper, uh, Fight For You by Her, How Much Can a Heart and How Much Can a Heart Take by Lucky Day featuring Yeba. Uh, I think the I feel pretty good saying that I think that the winner of this one will be Fight For You. Uh, Her tends to be really successful it, with the Grammys. Uh, this song was also nominated for Song of the Year, uh, as I discussed earlier. And I I think that this song just does... Uh, I think... Uh, and I think also with like it being a probably a pretty inspirational song, um, I think that that one will win. Now, the one to watch, it wasn't my second most likely one. My second most likely one is I th- I have is John Batiste, uh, and that's just but I mean that one's in my opinion it's a little bit boring as the one to watch because it's like oh he got nominated for a bunch he's bound to win something. The one that I think is the one to watch actually is third most likely, which is Born Again. Robert Glasper has had success at the Grammys. Leon Bridges has had a little bit, but not as much. I wonder if. If having Robert Glasper there could give this song an edge, I don't think it will beat "Fight for You" though. Um, now let's move on to best R&B song. The nominees for this one are "Damage" by Her, "Good Days" by SZA, "Heartbreak Anniversary" by Givon, "Leave the Door Open" by Silk Sonic, and "Pick Up Your Feelings" by Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, this one's a really competitive one. Um, I could see any of them winning it, like, just outright. I wouldn't, like, I mean, my least likely one is Heartbreak on Anniversary, and I wouldn't bat an eye if they won, if he, if Gimmon won it. Um, I'm gonna say that, I'm gonna go with Damage by her, mainly just because I think that, um, she has gotten, no, I've changed my mind. Scratch that. My most likely one is leave the door open. And that's just because in sheer panic, I don't want to bet against Bruno Mars and Anderson Puck. So that's, I guess that's what I'm going with. Um, my one to watch, I guess Good Days, uh, because Jacob Collier was one of the writers for it. And uh, he has, he seems to be loved by the Grammys. So I guess I'm going to go with Good Days by SZA as the one to watch. It could be any of them. Ultimately, I'm shocked myself there, and I'm going to change my mind there, which I haven't been doing. I'm going to go with Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. Um, Next award that we'll be discussing is Best Progressive R&B Album. The nominees for this one are New Light by Eric Bellinger, Something to Say by Corey Henry, uh, Mood Valiant by A Hiatus Coyote, um, Table for Two by Lucky Day, Dinner Party, Desserts by Terrence Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamazi Washington, and Studying Abroad, Extended Day by Masigo. Uh, I feel pretty safe predicting that Dinner Party Dessert will win it. Even though it is like a extended play remix kind of thing, um, combining Terrence Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamasi Washington, multiple of those artists have had success with the Grammys. I 
feel like that just feels like I mean when when I heard that they were doing an album together that felt like a super team kind of thing um I yeah I feel best about that one for the one to watch I guess table for two because I think lucky day could wind up being huge at the Grammys for his next next few albums um that said, I feel like just Daripar Dessert seems like such a front runner on this one that I don't know which other ones to watch on this one, to tell you the truth. And the last award in this category is Best R&B Album. The nominees for this one are Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies by Snow Allegra, We Are by John Batiste, Gold Digger Sound by Leon Bridges, Back of My Mind by Her, and Hex Tales by Jasmine Sullivan. I know I was saying that best R&B song is was really competitive. I think that this one is the most competitive award in the category. Um, because I think in a lot of years, any one of these could have won. Like, the one I currently have the, as the least likely is Gold Digger Sound by Leon Bridges. And that one, I think, in a lot of years would be the, would be the winner. Um, the... This one's going to be interesting, though, because so you have two albums nominated for Album of the Year in We Are and Back of My Mind. And I don't think either of those will win this one. I think Hex Tales will win by Jasmine Sullivan. Now, there are reasons to doubt this one because Jasmine Sullivan has never won a Grammy despite being seemingly getting nominated several times for each release. But there was, I mean, this one was, first off, this one felt like the most obvious album to even get a nomination for Best R&B Album. There was so much hype surrounding this album from critics, from fans, and uh, from among Grammy experts and from what sounded like uh, people lobbying for Grammys. Uh, this one got a lot of talk and a lot of hype. So I think that this one will uh, wind up winning. There's a there was a lot of support for this one, a lot of backing, and uh, I think that that will really help it out. Um, the one to watch, any of them really? I'm gonna go with John Batiste here. Uh, oh, for with uh, we are the reason it is because I think so many people were shocked by the fact that he got an album of the year and a record of the year nomination. A lot of people were an uproar by the fact that he got the most nominations out of anyone with 11. My response to that was the way that you get the most nominations is be nominated in awards in several different categories, which he did. He did. His music would be because it does spread across multiple genres. So an artist like him would be the one to get the most nominations. Although I would have predicted her would have, but the going into it, but beside the point, I think that eventually, if you have 11 nominations, you got to figure that at least one will win. And that's why that I think that, especially when you have an album that, was, that wasn't that was acclaimed album, clearly a lot of, enough people liked it enough to not, loved it enough to nominate it for album of the year. I know I'm, I'm not a Grammy voter, but for me personally, it was in my top three albums for... Uh, uh, for 
2021 album. And it was the one that I had the tops out of any R&B album. Now, I didn't include Hextales because I didn't review Extended Place. But still, I think you have to keep an eye on that one. Realistically, you have to keep an eye on all of them. But I'm going with Hextales here. Now, the last category I'm going to go with to discuss, be discussing today is rap. Uh, there are four awards in the rap category. Uh, the first award that we'll be discussing is Best Rap Performance. And there were originally five nominees. Drake pulled out hit all of his nominees, and they did not replace him because of the fact that voting had already started by the time he withdrew his nominations. So the four nominees for this one were Family Ties by Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar, Up by Cardi B, My Life by J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Moray, and uh, Thought Bleep, the word that starts with an S, uh, by Megan Thee Stallion. Um, I think any of these could win it. I do think this one's a s- sneakily competitive award. Um, ultimately, I am going to go with my life um the uh you know, j cole he's had some success the grammys uh 21 savage has it as well more so for nominations than for award wins um and then moray i think is one that is starting to become starting to rise in popularity uh and jake also on top of that j cole is just I think he's one of the biggest names in hip hop right now. Uh, when I released my biggest rappers right now, I had him number two. Uh, so that's why I have him there. Uh, that's why I ha- I'm predicting that my life will win. And also, it was just an immensely popular song. The one to watch. The reason that it's th- that this one's the one to watch is because the rapper that I had number one on that list features in it, and that's Family Ties. Uh, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar in his comeback to his comeback to Muse uh, to performing or like a studio release with this one, it was it ended up being a big hit. His as odd as his part was considered by some people, he got praise, and I. And I think that that one's one to watch. The reason I don't think that one will win is because there have been people who have who were underwhelmed by that song and the album, Baby Keem's album, and other people that said the only reason that he's even getting nominations was, be, uh, I guess, nepotism. Even though nepotism is normally viewed from as like, I know nepotism typically really viewed from like a parent. In this case, since Kendrick Lamar is Baby Keem's cousin. Uh, there are some people that have accused him of nepotism. Uh, but that's it. My prediction is My Life by J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Moray. Could be any of them, though. The next award I'll be discussing is Best Melodic Rap Performance. The nominees for this one are Pride is the Devil by J. Cole featuring Lil Baby. Need to Know by Doja Cat. Industry Baby by Lil Nas X featuring Jack Harlow. Was Your Name by Tyler the Creator featuring Young Boy Never Broke Again and Ty Dolla Sign and Hurricane by Kanye West featuring The Weeknd and Lil Baby. I am going to go predict Hurricane here for a couple reasons. Uh, 
first off, Kanye has the respect of so many people within hip hop. So, uh, second off, the song was immensely popular, and I said a couple reasons, but I guess three reasons and third off, or four reasons actually. The weekend ha uh, has a big pop following, and also, well, baby has a pop follow, big pop following. So I think maybe if people are who aren't necessarily experts in that, but are choosing rap as one of their categories to vote for, see that, then they might vote that. The thing to watch, the two things to watch really with that one is that the Grammys have already announced that uh, Kanye won't be perform, won't be performing, or they won't let Kanye perform at the Grammys. So will they just say if he was going to be voted to, if he was originally voted to win this category, we're not even going to award that to him? I don't know. The other thing to watch is that The Weeknd has basically boycotted the Grammys after not getting nominated for anything last year. So, um, so this, so might some voters or the Grammys themselves say that's a bit too petty for us with The Weeknd, with The Weeknd being on this track? Possibly. Um, realistically, I think any of them have a reason for, also any of them have a reason against. The one that I want to watch is the one I have second most likely. And the one I have second most likely is Need to Know by Doja Cat. Um, and the, the one that I actually am interested in watching is Industry Baby. Um, so, Little Nas X, is he insanely popular? Yes. Does he have a huge fan base? Yes. Has a lot of his stuff received critical acclaim? Yes, yes, yes. In fact, his album last year, I named that one the best album of 2021. However, the, he does have a lot of, I guess the easiest word of saying that is haters. Realistically, a lot of detractors within hip-hop. So for this category, could he wind up not getting it? And the answer to that, in my opinion, is yes. But still, could people outside of hip-hop and rap who are voting for this category come in here and vote for him? Yes. So I'm really intrigued with what happens with that award. Right now I have that one as the fourth most likely because I feel like that other artists who aren't as hated within hip-hop by some people have an edge. Right now my prediction is Hurricane. Um, The next... um, We'll skip over to Best Rap Album because I want to say Best Rap Song for Less. I think that one's really interesting. Um, best rap album. The nominees for that one are "The Off Season" by J Cole, "King's Disease 2" by Nas, "Call Me When If You Get Lost" by Tyler the Creator, and "Donda" by Kanye. Originally, Drake's album was also nominated for that one. He withdrew that nomination though. Um, this one I find kind of boring. Could be any of them. Ultimately, though, I'm gonna predict Donda because Kanye has a lot of supporters within hip hop and rap. And in particular, with this album in particular, it's it was a polarizing album. A lot of people hated this album, including myself. But a lot of people also love the album. And a lot of times, if you have an album that is polarizing, but is beloved by people enough people, it wins. Um, some examples, Kanye had an album like that previously. Um, John Legend had an R&B album recently. Like that, both of those won uh, respective uh, certain awards for Grammys. So I think that he will win this one. The one to watch 
is one I have least likely out of four, and that's King's Disease 2. Nas is the reigning winner of this award with King's Disease. King's Disease 2 is even better. By critics as a whole, in terms of popularity, and also not that this matters to the Grammys, but also in terms of my rankings. I gave King's Disease 1 four stars. I gave King's Disease 2 five stars and considered the second best album of 2021 just behind a little Nas X's album. So, as such, I'm intrigued by that one. And, I mean, out of those four albums, I think that, that I'm rooting for that one because I think it was the best one. Although, I mean, outside of Kanye's album, I gave, I mean, I gave Tyler, the Creator's album five stars. I also gave J. Cole's album four stars. Four, I gave J. Cole's album four and a half stars. So, I, but uh, still, I think Donda is a decently sizable frontrunner, although I wouldn't be too surprised with any of them. Now we're going on to another interesting one, and that's Best Rap Song. The nominees for this one are Bath Salts by DMX featuring Jay-Z and Nas. Best Friend by Sweetie featuring Doja Cat. Family Ties by Baby Keen featuring Kendrick Lamar. Jail by Kanye West featuring Jay-Z. And My Life by J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Moray. In recent years... um. I'll explain this part before I say my prediction. Actually, it will be obvious what my prediction is, so we'll, I'll just say it. it's bath salts. And the reason is, in recent years, if an artist who was immensely respected in hip-hop passed away suddenly, they have fared well in one of the song categories. Often it is, it, has, it hasn't been surprising when it's been best rap song, actually. And DMX is respected. So, and I mean, he had success for quite a long time. So as such, I'm going to predict bath salts. Um, and I mean, also you add on Jay-Z, who uh, still has following, and Nas, who seemingly has even more respect ever since King's Disease and King's Disease 2. I'm going to go with Bath Salts here. And the one to watch... Um... I, oh, jeez. I mean, this one is interesting, because, I mean... I feel like that each of these songs have something that you could say... Eh, maybe it would. Maybe it won't. Um... I, as much as I want to say Best Friend by Sweetie featuring Doja Cat, I don't find that one as exciting as some of the other ones with artists that I've already discussed, unfortunately. Because um, I wanted to do one, discuss an artist that I haven't discussed yet, but ultimately the one that I think is most interesting in this case besides that, and the one to watch would be Jail. So Kanye, of course, I've already discussed him a couple times here still immensely respected in the industry um, despite his recent controversies. With The thing is, though, I mean, first off, you have two songs that Jay-Z's on. Could that compete with each other? And if so, which one will be the frontrunner? I'd say the one with the, with the deceased, well-respected artist. And now, as for the... for Jail? This song really didn't get good reviews, honestly. 
um, a lot of it got mixed reviews. A lot of people were not crazy about this song. There were a lot of people that found, did not think it was a good song. And I'm not just saying, and that's not even Jail Part Two, which got a lot of, which got a lot of criticism for including uh, Marilyn Manson and the baby on it. Jail Part One, which is what this one is, is really didn't get good reviews. So I, th so I wonder if if people see Kanye and Jay Z on it and think, yeah, this is the one, or if they see the song and be like, ooh, no. So I'm wondering how that will work out because, I mean, ultimately, I mean, my life was immensely popular, uh, and was well reviewed. Uh, best friend was a really popular song. Family ties was popular and has Kendrick Lamar on it. So that's why I, I, I mean, I have Jill as the fourth most likely right now out of those. Um, I have it ahead of best friend because I think that uh, just because I think Kanye and Jay Z are more well beloved it within hip hop than Doja Cat and more known at this point than Sweetie, um, and but and that's not anything on that's not anything against Sweetie. That's just she's newer in she's uh new uh she's like hasn't been that big popular for that long. That's all. Um, so I think that one will be really interesting to watch to see if that even stands a chance. That said, I feel best predicting bath salts here. And uh, that's, so that's the episode for today. Um, so thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Be sure to like uh, the Facebook pages for Groupie and Harmony and Is Bella Trademarked Yet? Check out the blog post for Is Bella Trademarked Yet? And Feeling Groupie. And tomorrow we'll be back with another episode. Uh, the, the categories that we're going to be discussing tomorrow are production dance and electronic music, alternative, and rock. So be sure to tune in for that. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.